0: Good morning and welcome to New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church, the place where love abides, where our pastor is Pastor Downtown Hall Sr. and I am Deacon Terry with our Sunday School lesson for today, July 24th, 2022, and it will be lesson number eight um, out of the Union Gospel Press. Our title for the day is Ezekiel Brings Hope to Israel. Our lesson text will be found in Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 14. The related scriptures will be in Isaiah chapter 26 verses 12 to 19 and chapter 49 in Isaiah 13 and 26 and Hosea chapters 14 verses 1 to 9 and Ezekiel um, chapter 37, verses 15 to 28. Our golden text reads, And I shall put a spirit in you, and ye shall live. And I shall place in you, excuse me, and I shall place you in your own land. Then ye shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. That's Ezekiel thirty-seven fourteen. Let's get into our scripture lesson text, which I will be reading from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. But before that, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear God, we come to you, Lord, dear God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, dear God, asking for forgiveness of our sins, Lord, dear God, of anything we have said, Father God, anything we've done, Father God, that is unpleasing in your sight based upon the word and the Holy Spirit which you've given unto to us. Lord, today I just ask that you hide me behind. Let me decrease. Let the Holy Spirit increase as to what you want those to hear. So, Father God, we pray right now for edification and elevation in your word that we can live better through it. For it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them around about, And behold, they were very many in an open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon those bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together. Bone to his bone, and when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above. There was, but excuse me, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus said the Lord God, Come from the four winds. O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood up on their feet, and an exceedingly great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried. And our hope is lost; we are cut off for our parts. Therefore, prophesy—excuse me. Therefore, prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord: Behold, O my people, I will open our graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves. O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and I shall put my spirit in you. Ye shall live, and I shall place in in your land, excuse me, and I shall place you in your land. Then they ye know, then ye shall, excuse me, (laughs) then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it saith the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. As we begin to dive into this verse of scripture of the vision that Ezekiel had experienced by God I want us to kind of think about how we get to a place in our lives where as believers, right now I'm speaking um, as believers because the um, house of Israel were God's chosen. So I'm saying as a believer, but for those that are or have not accepted Jesus Christ and the pardoned of your sins, hear me. We can get to a point where we've done so wrong against the word of God that we feel as though that there's no hope. We get to a point where we may feel that God has abandoned us we, we get to a point where our sins have taken over our minds to the point that we forget that God can meet us I'm going to say this again we can get to a point were our sins. The things that we have done against the word of God that we know placed us in the position that we're in, that we can lose hope. We can lose our way. We can lose our understanding. And we can, we feel as though we've lost um, a relationship or we feel as though God has forsaken us. <clears throat> as we begin to begin to explore this verse of scripture, I want us to look at Israel and what's going on with them and why, and excuse me and how God uses Ezekiel to bring in hope and restoration. Even though God used Ezekiel to prophesize to them in other ways earlier. So, I want to look at that and I want us to relate it to our own lives. One of the things about God's people at that particular time <clears throat> is that they had been placed in a situation where Excuse me, they had placed themselves in a situation where it really seemed as though there was no hope. Um, Throughout the book of Ezekiel, the theme that you can see um, develop is more towards personal responsibility in your faith, in your actions towards God. For the people of that time, they, um, for lack of better words, um, were very, very calloused in their uh, personal convictions as to how to conduct their life based on the sins that they had committed. You'll see that this theme shows that they were very, very... Depended upon other people's faith, or or they they rested, or they 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 were comfortable with their gatherings of the multitude, um, where it may have seemed like they were okay. <clears throat> um, as I said, they depended on other people's faith. They depended on their affiliation or the attendance, or excuse me, of the gathering. They they also kind of depended on. Um, the past well I'm from the house of Israel and you know I'm covered I can do what I want to do they, they and for lack of better words they hung on the coattails of their history instead of riding on the coattails of their present state of mind dealing with their infractions towards God personally their personal accountability to God was lacking that is the theme that's what goes through Ezekiel. We can often sometimes ride the coattails of others instead of putting in the work ourselves. And what do I mean by that when you look at the the church as a whole here? And just going back is that we can as believers forget that we stood before God by ourselves and accepted the gift of salvation by saying that we were sinners and on judgment day, no one else will stand before us except us. But through this book, and I'm talking about the book, I'm not talking about this particular segment just yet. Um, Ezekiel and the people, um, were banished uh, because of the crusades of Babylon. And when you deal with the crusades of Babylon, the Babylonian crusade, they they dealt with the leaders and the prominent people. They wanted to hold those people responsible. So here, the setting during this Babylonian crusade against God's people, One of the things that the people have to understand is their personal accountability to God. Not what your cousin did, not what your forefathers did, and and not to hide behind the gathering or not to hide behind the mass of people. Or if I want to make it uh, live towards us, not to hide under the fact that you go to church, not to ride the coattail of your wife or your husband or your son, or your brother or your friend on what they're doing in Christ, but for you to be accountable and stand for God and put the work in yourself. Because we made the personal choice when we confessed our sins and asked them into our life. So as we dive more into this, we're going to cover those areas. And But now I just wanted to talk now about um, the vision that God had placed In to Ezekiel. Um, As you look and we talk about the the lesson outline, we got the fact that he revived the bones, he resurrected the body, and he restored the blessing. We saw all that in the verse of scripture that I just read in Ezekiel. So we're going to cover that and we're going to cover the um, implication of the vision. We also want to talk a little bit more about um, Ezekiel and how God changed his direction. I'm going to say this again, Ezekiel and how God changed his direction. As we dive, just a, a quick backdrop on Ezekiel's mission and, and to have the understanding that um Ezekiel was very young, and as God began to work on Ezekiel, um, Ezekiel actually was a priest first. You can find that um, implication in Ezekiel 1 and 3, where that uh, verse of Scripture, uh, verse chapter 3, basically says, The word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest. And they did, and that happened in the land of the Chaldeans by the river. And then the hand of the Lord was upon him. So, being a priest at that particular time, usually uh, from what I've read in different commentaries, around the age of between twenty-five and thirty, you go and you are seasoned and into uh, priesthood. But God uh, changed Ezekiel's direction. And he went from priest to prophet. And most of the time, most prophets, major and minor, um, always came with some sort of bad news. So um, Ezekiel, at that particular time, um, going into his prophetic ministry, wanted to help the people deal with the tragedies that were coming um, because he forespoke on them. But God, in the midst of that, changed his direction again. So you see how God changed Ezekiel's mission mid sentence. The first thing, I mean, when I say mid sentence, I'm sorry, um, in the midst. The first thing Ezekiel was a priest. Then God turned around and made him a prophet. And then even in his prophetic ministry, God changed his message. We see God's hand in Ezekiel's life to get done what he had purpose and promised to to Israel. Um, How do we relate to that? And I'm just going to simply put it this way. God can change your direction. And, and Ezekiel's direction was changed, um, unbeknown to him, until these visions came. He was headed in one direction, but God took him another and he was obedient to that. And I'd just like to say we can feel as though we have a calling on our life to do one thing, but God can push us place us in another direction to get his will done. That's why we sh- that's why it's his will and not ours to go where God leads us based upon the Holy Spirit. And Ezekiel was receptive to that because God changed his mission a couple of times. He went from um, priest to prophet and then one message to another. Amen. As we go back to this portion of scripture that we are investing in, in this Bible study, which is simply more meaning to it than we could ever imagine. Uh, The the funny thing about this particular scripture, as you begin to read it, um, uh, sometimes you have to look at the uh, symbolic portion of the scripture to figure out um, its literal meaning, but in this particular verse of scripture, God actually tells Ezekiel its literal meaning, what He wants him to do. Take a look at. Ezekiel 37. 11. To 14. And it says. Then he said unto me. Son of man. These bones. Are the whole house of Israel. Behold. They say. Our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We are cut off of our parts. God is actually giving him the literal meaning of his vision. Now, in my spiritual mind and umption through the Holy Spirit, that's how serious God's commitment was to Israel. Is that he wanted his messenger, his prophet, to understand it from the door. Don't miss that. He wanted him to understand it from the door. There was no guessing. There was no figuring out. He wanted him to know exactly what the vision was he placed in him. Amen. So there was no wondering, what am I to do? Who is this for? What am I to say? Now, let's look at 12. Therefore, prophesy. And say unto them, them, Israel, thus said the Lord God, behold, O my people, he is claiming him, his love, God is claiming his people. I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. O my people and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live and I shall place you in your land. Then ye shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Think about that. There was no guessing as to what Ezekiel's mission was. Even though the Lord gave Ezekiel a mission, a vision, he then explained the vision to Ezekiel. That visionary experience, the Lord made it plain and simple for Ezekiel to follow his instructions. That speaks volume into God's purpose for Israel. That God is not slack in his promises. God was showing Ezekiel his intent for Israel. segment um, as I begin to read in this lesson of how God not only gave a vision to Ezekiel but God um, trusted Ezekiel to deliver this message when he changed his path. Um, I want to speak on what happened to Ezekiel For him to have the strength, the courage and the faith to do what God called him to do and to change his direction, even in his um, prophetic ministry. If you go back to Ezekiel chapter two, in the beginning, mm, Ezekiel, at this particular time, had fallen before the Lord. Why did he fall before the Lord? Because as we talked about the fact that God had changed his direction from priesthood to prophet, one of the things that God did was he showed him and revealed to Ezekiel his glory. Please take the time to read Ezekiel 1 because I think it has a profound um, understanding of who Ezekiel was and the fact that God chose him and the fact that he became obedient to God. God revealed his glory to Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 1 in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, a wonderful manner. To the point that Ezekiel had fell to his knees because he could not stand in God's glory. He found himself face down on the ground, unable to be in God's presence. That's just the depth of our sinful being, our our nature. We, We can't stand in the limitless power of God's holiness. So you saw Ezekiel in one get the vision of God's glory to the point that he fell and humbled himself. And then you see God in chapter two, lift him up, command him to stand on his feet so that God could speak to him. And when God spoke, the spirit came into Ezekiel and he was receptive. To do what God called him to do. As a believer. Our humility. And our understanding. Of God's supreme holiness. His glory. When we reach a point of understanding that. And we submit. God builds you back up. We have to recognize the symbolism and what God did with Ezekiel, even to the symbolism of what God is doing with Israel. Even though Ezekiel was obedient, God still had to build him up and God showed him his glory that he humbled himself and accepted the mission that God gave him based upon the simple fact you just can't stand before God. So Ezekiel's mission to prophesize was also based on his personal experience. I'm going to say this again. His personal experience with God and understanding who he was and the submission to him that he did God's will. We look in certain chapters of Ezekiel when he was told to eat the scroll put God's word in him to a point that it would be necessity for him to use later on. We see some areas where Ezekiel was reluctant to do some things. God also dealt with him in that area. We have to understand that no matter where we fall at in this particular verse of Scripture um, and however God decide to speak to you, you could be that person to deliver a message to someone or you can be that person that needs the restoration. However it goes, whether you are the deliverer or whether you are the receiver, there has to be humility from both in order for God to get the glory. Amen. Please read Ezekiel 1 when you have time. And look at the beginning of chapter 2 in Ezekiel. Amen. Okay, back to portion of Scripture. I'd like to just go over some key thoughts or comments on this verse of Scripture. Uh, The valley of the dry bones Ezekiel 37 1 and 2 we see how the Holy Spirit through the, that inspiration God gave Ezekiel a vision and he transported him took him to a place through the Holy Spirit and we saw the dry bones which was symbolic of Israel's condition And then we see how God spoke to Ezekiel in 37.3 and asked him, can these bones live? We also see the humility of Ezekiel um, leaving that up to God where he says, oh, Lord God, Thou knowest. That's his humility. That's him waiting on more instruction. You see that in 3. 37 and 3. Then you see God telling him to prophesize to these bones. Speak to their condition. Once again prophesy to these bones. Speak to their condition. 37 and 4 then he says to them after you speak to him he says behold in 5 I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live those bones will be spoken to by God that is the process of the restoration God spoke to them in their condition through Ezekiel and God used Ezekiel to speak to their condition can these bones live now speak to them 37 and 4 And ye shall live. Then we see God's commandment in thirty seven, seven and eight to bring them to a point in seven eight. He says, Saw. I prophesized Ezekiel. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, the shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Remember, God said he would speak to them and put uh, breath in them. So... You see here the commandment's about to go. Ezekiel um, is talking and prophesizing, and the resurrection of the bodies come. God's word is so powerful that it can restore us. We seek other means to satisfy us and get us through difficult times, alcohol, sex, um, video games, uh, vacations, money, anything but the word of God is all, can be, excuse me, can be placed because we look for instant gratification. Um, to sometimes forget or get through uh, a difficult time but here it is clearly God's spirit God's word that causes resurrection within us which is the prime example of this text is to understand that it is God's word that reconciles us back to him regardless of whatever state we're in we can't Depend on someone else's <clears throat> walk because they're dealing with them. We can't cover ourselves just coming to church. We 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 have to read his word and obey his word. That's the part of Ezekiel that we need to understand. It's because he obeyed God and did what God called him to do. And it affected so many other people. He basically encourage them uh, based upon what God was saying first he gave them what God was going to do then he told them what God was going to do to help them out of their situation how many of us are encouraging how many of us are praying how many of us are forgiving those that have fallen or do we look away I say that again. Do we look away, or do we truly want to get to a point where we help? In the way that we help, prayer. Sometimes listening to someone's issue and going to the Word of God to help restore them. Use the Word of God to convict, to love, to restore. Not your opinion. He who without sin cast the first stone. Our position as believers, especially those of us who are stronger than others, is always to elevate. New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church, the place where love abides. We are in the business of restoration. This church was founded on your acceptance of Jesus Christ. God reconciled you back to him because you were in a state in which your sins or your mind, your thoughts were not of God. And you asked him into your life. We asked him into our lives. So we have a personal obligation to follow him for our life with Christ was bought with a price. As we look towards the end of this verse of scripture from 11 to 14, we see the restoration and the blessing of God um, through this manifestation of this vision of what God is going to do to Israel, and when He's he talking about the bones in eleven, and He speaks about how Israel, their condition, their mindset, um, they felt that they they were cut off. they they felt at that particular time that there was no way that they could be a part of God's promise because of the things that took place up until that point based on the battles that were going on based on their mind and their heart and their condition but you see God prophesy into them God said that he would open up their graves and he would cause you to come up out of your graves and he would bring you into the land of Israel. And God said he would put his spirit in that they shall live and he shall place them in their own land. And because of these things, you would know that it was the Lord. I believe that everybody within the sound of my voice, those that are believers in Christ and those who are being prompted by the Holy Spirit to accept Christ, yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. You're, for those who are not believers, the things and the situations that are happening to you to the point that you're even listening to this particular podcast, God orchestrated it. And for those that are believers, you already know God's hand in your life. So I pray that we understand uh, the facts of who God is. The principle of this particular text was for us to realize that no situation is hopeless when God chooses to infuse it with new life. Uh, And the application of this whole verse of scripture is to help the backslidden individual take advantage of God's offer to accept the confession of their sins. Once again, to accept the confession of the confession of sin, forgive them and provide spiritual restoration to them. I pray that God found you where you were. I pray that we read the verse of scriptures for ourselves, that we may know the truth for ourselves. I pray that if there's anyone within the sound of my voice, that God allows you to be restored, to be restored in your mind, to restore it in your heart. That you will actively be a part of God's kingdom in a way that you can pronounce his name through the saving blood of Jesus Christ. That you'll be an effective witness for Christ based upon the innate change in you because of your circumstances and your situation. And when God restores You can say it was the Lord, Jesus Christ, acceptance and the power of God that brought you through. Be blessed.